You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Bellwether's podcast this uh, morning or evening, wherever from wherever parts of the world that you're listening from. Today, I have Joshua Andrews with me and people who already people who are in Dallas or people who are in India or in Muscat knows who Joshua Andrews is. Uh, he's been leading a movement called Overflow Muscat over there and it is amazing what they are doing releasing covers doing a lot of stuff through instagram reels and doing a lot of live interactions there locally as well joshua used to be in dallas and you know and uh, he still got that texas accent but yeah and you know and i am so excited to have him over here all right uh without further ado let's put our hands together welcome joshua andrews thank you thank you bro so good to be here with you excited for this one uh, yes, same, same, same here as well. So Joshua, you know, I mean, I know I gave a pretty small introduction, but why don't you just tell about, tell a bit about yourself? About, tell a bit about yourself. Man, that, that's one of the hardest questions to answer. Like, tell, tell us about yourself. <laughs> uh, the one question we hope that we never get to answer. <laughs> and I think you've done a pretty good job. And yeah, so there's a lot of things I think, uh, man. And you know, when we normally uh, t- t- uh, ask people to tell us about uh, themselves, we normally talk about what we do. And sometimes I, I, I try not to answer the question because sometimes talking about what we do can be the lowest form of who we really are. That's just an expression of who we really are. And uh, so, so I know, I know that's it's a little intense over there. But in simple <laughs> words, if you ask me, uh, man, uh, I, I love to get my identity from you know again from God. Just a simple thing, you know, I'm a child of God, and I love God and I love people. And the different ways that I do that are is through music, is through overflow. All these different aspects, avenues are more of how I express who I am. Uh, so, and and the avenues can be changing every day it can be different ways it can be all these different things but on a simple level man josh and uh, love god love people child of god okay that's that's super nice that's super niche and you know i don't think ever, anybody has given me such a short description or an introduction ever on this podcast uh, and i i love that so and you know i, I just just when you mentioned this uh you said about identity right and i i really want to bounce off that because uh i mean you know today i think today like our generation has a big identity issue they don't know who they are. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know where they're in life. And, you know, uh, but I've seen like a lot of people like you or different other people like, you know, we've seen in Dallas or also at the world having figured that out, that that identity is given to them by God. And we are, yeah. we are the son or daughter of God. And that's yeah. who we literally are. How do you feel about that? How do you feel like, how do you feel, how did you actually identify yourself? How did you find that identity in God? Man, uh, I, I think I think the moment we, and as you said, it's very true, like the biggest problem that I think our generation is facing is, is an identity crisis. Because if you really know who we are, half the problems that we are facing would go away. Most of the problems come from not really knowing who we are. And I think for me, like, you know, we grow up, like, let's take, even if it's church or community, we're like, you know, we study, 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 become a doctor. And when we, when we do all the work, we get the title. And then you come to church, you come anywhere, you know, hey, if you lead worship, if you sing amazing, then you're a singer. Like everything comes from what we do. Like what we do that uh, like defines our identity, especially when it comes to the world. And which is why, again, the whole question about um, tell me something, I'm like, I, I struggle to answer because I'm like, I don't want to limit myself with what I do. Like I am not what I do. I am who God says I am. 
And the thing with that is, uh, because once you put yourself into a box of, hey, I'm a worship leader, you've already put yourself into a prison. Hey, I'm a worship leader. This is who I am. And anything you do outside of that, uh, sometimes people get, uh, people are like, wait, that's not who I thought you were. And there's all these limitations. But the moment you, you take that off, you're like, you know what? Hey, I'm a child of God who expresses himself, myself in different ways that God asked me to express in the different seasons and times that I'm in. When you realize that, it becomes a lot more easier. And it's not about what you do. It's more about who you are. And I think the good thing about God is, you know, instead of making you work for identity, he gives it to you freely first. Hey, the moment you believe in me, you're my child. You know, that's your identity. You start from there. And from that place, you get to live life. Like, I think it's it's the same way that, you know, when I was born into my family, like, I didn't work for it. I didn't do anything for it. I was born into the family. And the moment I was born, I, I became a child. I didn't work for it. I didn't pray for it. I didn't do anything for it. But to to get to the revelation that I'm really a child, I'm really a son, who, where whatever my father has is mine, to get into that revelation, it takes time. But I'm not working to get there. I'm learning more about how really my father sees me. And when I know how my father sees me, that he trusts me with everything, that I, don't, I can take his car without asking, I can do everything. When, I, when, I, when that revelation hits me, that's when I start walking it out. And it's the opposite of the world where you do everything to get to a title. In the kingdom, God's like, hey, I'm giving you everything, but I want you to learn and grow into it. As you grow in responsibility, I give you more and more things. So I think for me, it completely changed my way of thinking life. Like I used to, I used to, you know, back in the day, how well I lead worship would determine how good I am or how many people lift up their hands. I'm like, oh, everybody experienced the presence of God. People came and, you know, they appreciated me or something. All those things gave me identity. But the sad thing about that is when you don't get that, you feel like you're a bad person. So at least for me, I think in my worship leading days in the beginning, I would lead worship and man, it was horrible. Like I would detest coming out of it because I'm like, if it went good, it's amazing. If it went bad, I'm out for two days. I'm just lying down in bed. I'm just like, okay, let me play some games. I need to do something to make myself feel better because how well I led that I thought I led was more about who I am. And the more right. I realize, you know what, it doesn't matter. You know, God loves me irrespective. Like, you know, he just loves me. And I get to lead from that place and not not about my value, but about who he says I am. I started leading and whether good days, bad days, man, God, I'm so grateful that I am your child. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how well I sang, whether I sang a wrong note, whether I made a mistake. I've made so many embarrassing mistakes, but I've learned to laugh and not even worry because it doesn't define who I am anymore. And I think that's the most freeing thing I wish, you know, in our generation, if people understood, it frees us to start living life, not just trying to please people, but we start living, like really living and thriving in life. Uh, I think that I think that's actually a lot amazing what you just said, because uh, a, a lot a lot of people do not know what they do what they want to do and we are facing an identity crisis right now like our entire generation where they do not know how to find themselves and i'm glad like you know i'm one of those guys who actually could figure out where god wanted me to do and where i wanted to be and you know helping i mean thank thank god for my good my my parents uh my mentors my friends who uh, all, all the church folks everybody who helped me figure that out and i feel like a lot of people still cannot understand that they have something bigger in life than what they have right now in their setup 
And I want to I want to go on like you know how do you recommend that you know people find their identity like you know and you know I mean I mean I definitely know reading the Bible is one of the best ways but how do you think as individuals like we or maybe you or me can actually help these guys figure out what their identity is uh, uh so yeah, when when you say identity you're talking about purpose too like what they're called to do Yeah exactly yeah yeah yes yeah uh Many times, I think our purpose is found. There's, I, I think if you open our eyes, uh, you want me to talk it from a church perspective or any perspective? How would you? Any perspective would be better. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I think if we really open our eyes and look to the left and the right, we'll always see opportunities around us. And many times, we're so focused on finding our purpose. And most of us never find it because we're trying to find our purpose instead of actually being available to fill in the gaps in the places that's around us. If you really ask people who have really made it in life, they never try to make it in life. They try to fill in the gaps in the spaces that were available around them, whether small, whether big, whatever. Hey, what's the need? What do you need? Let me fill that need. Whether it's in a company, whether it's wherever, in church, anywhere. Like I always think of one of the guys that I know. Uh, I love him. He used to play bass for us at church. He's no, he, he migrated. But you know, the way he comes, he's like, hey, what do you guys need? I'm like, we don't have a bass player. He's like, awesome. I learned that up. What you need, I'll do that for you. And sometimes the place that we're supposed to fill in does not look like what we really want to be. It has no connection. But sometimes it starts with being in those places because all those places develop something inside of you to take you to the place that you really want to go. Instead of looking for the big goal, instead of looking for the final purpose, if you can start filling out the small, small areas without even us realizing we get to the purpose, we start fulfilling purpose. Uh, it's not about, uh, I heard this the other day, we, many of us chase success, but it's not about success, it's about significance. What are we adding into the people around us? What value are we adding into the people around us? We, we try to become successful. And the sad thing is, no matter, success is again defined by comparison. Everybody's definition of success is different. But my thing is, where you're at today, where I'm at today, where all of us are at today, we all can add something of value and significance into somebody's life around us. And as we do that, it's not about money, but it's about people. When our focus shifts to people, that's where we start, you know, walking into purpose. Man, I think I think I remember one of the things that one of my friends has always reminded me. He always says like this, we are in the people business. And, yes. uh, you know, and no matter what kind of business you do, you might be doing software companies and you might be doing podcasts and you might be doing worship stuff, whatever we are, we are doing at the end of the day, a Christian or a person who follows Jesus, you know, they're in the people business. And, yes. I, and I think like well, when you say about people being intentional with people being, you know, a significance with people, I, I think that's a lot that we need to relate upon because I, I feel today's generation does not, we, we don't, we, 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 we don't get intentional. We're more like transactional when it comes to stuff. We just want something, we get, get that. And the, like, that's it. And I don't think anybody has gotten anywhere in this world by being transactional you always have to be intentional when it comes to things. It's not what you can get out of a conversation. It's more like what can you provide in that conversation? And yes. when you, 
and not just in terms of conversation, but if you go for any any of those aspects, you know, I feel like that's what we we, we need to do. And the moment when we become intentional, I feel like there's a there, there, there's a paradigm shift that happens. And because when we start to become intentional with people, other, others see that and they also say, hey, let me try this out. Rather than being transactional, let me try to be in, 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 uh, intentional. And the moment when you become intentional with people, there's a difference. And then the peop- then people know that you're not just like coming to them for something or you're just not using them or you, you know the whole the whole thing of strangers gets broken down into two people to into, into friends and i think that's one of the ways that you know uh, like as in, as we're in the people business we need to learn and i think that's something that we actually have to teach this younger generation or like upcoming people leaders worship leaders entrepreneurs or creatives this is something that they need to learn that you know you need to be intentional with people uh, if you want to get if you if you if you want to see some change and i see that a lot of people want to do change but they don't know where to start with and they're like i want to do this i want to do that but they they really know, don't know where to start it off like you know uh and how, how how did you feel like that when you started off overflow like you know you're in a place where you don't know what to do you're like confused and uh you don't know how this is going to end up have you ever had that kind of uh situation man have that so many times and i think those are good places to pause and just be like you know take a step back okay god what do you want me to do right now and i'll tell you something so you know the whole pandemic happened it was not part of our plan we were doing fine and the pandemic happened and i remember we completely stopped because it was too there's so many things happening and we couldn't come together we couldn't do anything so for about 2 to 3 months we had about 3 services had no idea what's going to happen i'm like god what's going on and then this is one guy who kept asking uh, hey can we have something can you do something can you do something can you do something i'm like okay, man he's annoying me and but he kept doing that and and then i took that to god i'm like god this one person keeps telling me he he's like can you do something can you do something online you can do it on instagram you can do it here you can do it there and then god's like josh why don't you start something on instagram i'm like god nobody does it on instagram everybody does youtube and facebook and god's like exactly do it on instagram do a service like do something like that he's like yeah josh okay and i'll be honest we started it for the one person and my my wow. our team we sat together we said hey even if one person comes we're going to do it like uh sometimes you know when we do things we get caught up in the numbers and we think it's all about numbers but it's not about numbers it's about impact for me i'm like you know if we can impact people not just get a lot of people not get numbers who simply watch we really want to make impact and so like we're going to start for one person let's see how it goes it was one person so we had about first time we had about 15 20 people i'm like wait so it's always going to exceed our expectation because we started off with one we're like you know we want to focus on the one because jesus jesus valued the one and my policy is you know if we start valuing the one it starts there we we sometimes value the hundreds and the thousands but we don't value the one and i'm a big fan of hey let's value the one person that nobody really wants to talk to let's go after that one like in us because in our schools in our colleges in our workplaces there's always that one person there's one, there's there's those people that nobody talks to there's they're always alone if we can make an impact in that one person's life that drags on because nobody wants to do that we're sometimes as you said you know we're very transactional we're so bo- hey i'm i'm here to give you something if you can give me something that's where the world is at and if we as christians we can we you know we can be like hey i don't want anything from you I'm here to give you what I have because you know what I have an unlimited supply that's coming from heaven into my life and I don't need anything from you I'm here to give you I'm here to give you hey you want love I can give you all that I want 
all that you want. You know, when we come into that place, people will pause. They're like, hey, hey, what's wrong with the guy? You know, even though we, we kind of use him, he's not, he's not leaving. He's okay with being used. He's okay with, he's, again, I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about use. Like, you know, we talk to him only when we need him, but he's there. And, you know, he's always present. And we start being different. And that starts picking up. And, and, and the thing is, I think as leaders, sometimes it's good to start off with the one. Uh, because when I look, we started off with the one and now we have a consistent, consistent group of people that are coming regularly. But it didn't, we didn't try to, we're not trying to, uh, we're not trying to change the entire world. We're trying to change the world that we are in. We're trying to start off with those small areas and spheres of influence that God has given us. We're like, hey, can we do something there instead of thinking about the whole world? And as we do that, slowly, 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 God starts expanding. God starts doing different things and he starts adding people. But it always starts with the one. I think I was talking to one of my team yesterday and they had to do some talking and they were like, man, I'm so scared to talk to people. I said, hey, hey, can I give you a tip? You're not talking to people. You're talking to one person. Can you talk to them as if you're talking to one person? It makes it so much easier. Like, and that's something that I have to constantly do. Hey, it's not about people. It's one person. Every person is an individual listening in. And as a communicator, I need to speak to one person, not a group of people. And as they connect to the one person, it starts changing and it starts building. So man, does that, that make sense? is so good. That is so good. You know, when, you know, I, th- I think like, you know, many times, like I- I'm reminded of this one verse where in the Bible it says, you know, he leaves the 99 to go after the one. And, um, and, and, you know, and it's always like, you know, even God, God also, God is not after qu- quantity. God is after quality. And I think today we need to, we need to let that sink in for a moment and try to think stuff from that perspective, because the more you go for a perspective of okay, how many people it's never going to work out, it's going to go for the one that's what is needed. Yeah, and I'll add one thing. I'll tell you where I learned this the hard way. Uh, so we used to do overflow in person. Uh, I just thought of it while you were talking. And we had uh, we, we would have this list of people coming in. We had over in one year, over 140 people, brand new people who have never heard of Jesus walk in. That's a huge, wow. I'm, I'm talking about people. Okay, and for our Christmas event, we had 120 people. And out of that, 70 people were, were unbelievers or people from schools, colleges, workplaces that our guys invited. Majority are outsiders. Like a lot. I, I, I think about 50% of them, I forgot. They're outsiders. For most of our events, it's like that. And the thing is, we, we look back at the end of the year, we had over 150 to 200 people walk in, brand new, who've not come to Overflow before, first or second time. But only about 10% or even 5% of them stayed. And I remember, I'm like, you know what? We're doing something wrong. It's not that the numbers are wrong. But I, as an individual, cannot reach out to every single person. And that's when we're like, you know what? As we grow big, we should not grow thin. We need to have our strong core leadership where everybody connects to different individuals on different levels. It's not about one person and everybody spread thin. So so I think one year we took, we're like, you know, we're not focusing on people outside. We're going to develop leaders. That's all. Because one Josh can reach maybe 12 people. But if there's 12 to 20 different people, Everybody can reach 10 to 12 people. And when we started doing that, I think that's when we started experiencing growth. People started staying because, you know, when we grow big, we should never lose the, you know, the whole connection. The whole relational value should not be lost. And that's something we're very keen on. Hey, no matter how big we get, it should, anybody should be able to approach anybody. Like, you know, even when you look at Jesus, anybody could approach Jesus. 
and that's very and as a leader i'll be honest it's sometimes very hard i'm like man i i'm an introvert i need my space i just want to be left alone i i have those moments but man i i'm challenged i'm like man you know jesus even the little kids the synagogue leaders anybody could approach him and i think jesus is probably the best leader that all of us can look and learn from like he had his alone times and he had his times where when he was with people he was never away from people so sometimes when we grow big like as we grow in number we should never lose the the connection the quality the impact that we have on the one never losing the eye on the one and that's 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 definitely one of the most important things that we keep in mind because as as we grow as an organization or as a church or as a community uh the problem that it's the same thing we see a lot of intake of people coming in but uh we see a lot of pouring out where we speak to them we they worship and go or more after they even they just leave but we don't follow up enough to keep that circle tight enough so that they can come again and it's not about numbers coming them coming again over and over again but it's more like how we can partner with them on a day to day basis or what their needs are what their goals are and collaborating on that aspect and today i feel like we do we do a lot of conferences not just in the indian community but overall in every community in the world there's a lot of conferences happening there's a lot of stuff happening events are happening and but i we don't see this follow up we see this big time events happening a lot of people come in and all those things happen but after that there is no space where there you you know you can communicate or you can collaborate with these people and you know they just come for the next conference that's it and i feel like that's one of the greatest lacks that you know we have as a community in here in the us and i think like you have taken over like you know you you saw the problem and you guys came up with the solution for that too and that's like you know keeping the tight keeping it tight circle within the people who come in and i think that's absolutely genius because you know that's what is needed too because people people love being a part of something big but when it comes to small things you know they 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 only come there unless you're intentional otherwise they they're never going to even pop up over there and yeah, yeah and, i think it has something to say like, yeah like one of the things that i decided was uh the people people sometimes find it hard to say no to me so if i invite them hey come for overflow they come because they, i call them so one of the things that i did was i'm not calling anybody i would not call anybody i would not invite anybody because i'm like i don't want you to come for me i want you to come because you find something of value here like i know like even when we started out it was like 10 people 12 people i'm like and half of them were kids i'm like no we're not calling people because if i call they'll come because hey josh is calling let's go but that's not that defeats the purpose it's about numbers again so it took us a while in the beginning to just even get it started but we were like you know what we're going to keep this grounded it's not about it's not about numbers 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 matter but it's that's not the main thing we're going to see because i always say i i love food uh like if there is good food no matter what price we'll drive go and get the food because the food is good <laughs> so my thing is you know many times we as churches we we blame people for not coming and sometimes I, like even when i sit with my dad we talk i'm like hey let's take ownership let's what can what can we change what can we better how can we grow how can we be more sensitive to what god is telling us so that people connect to that because that's i think that's more of the challenge and again creating an atmosphere where people feel loved like i think i've traveled to a lot of churches man i i go visit churches and it's so awkward i literally have to be on my phone because i feel like i'm alone like after service like everybody's in their own bubbles and i'm like looking into my phone somebody come and help me out of this thing that kind of thing I've been there and and I think from that place I've realized something like we've we've set up one of the cultures that we've set up is 
like we had to teach our team how to do that like nobody ever stands alone like you come here i'll guarantee you'll never stand alone for more than one minute there's always going to be somebody talking to you making you feel welcome and loved because man that's what church is about like i i can guarantee because i'm like our team like we it, it was we didn't know how to do it in the beginning but we've come to the place man we genuinely love people and we get one hour over here to not just preach a sermon but to actually love people to make an impact to let you know hey you belong and from there build relationship so it's not about me alone building a relationship i'm i'm pretty sure like if you come in everybody's going to come and become your friend like they they would love to get to know you and not because they have to but because they really want to know you and and one of the rules is nobody stands alone like even if worship we have this thing hey if you stand sitting alone in a seat nobody's around you one of us will go and sit next to you hey we want to make you feel welcome because in the world we live in everybody's already alone we all we are all alone we live secluded lives and we don't want you to feel alone when you come to church it's it's about community community is very important like so life is done in community so again a small thing of how we like how we try to imply you know because if people don't belong they don't want to listen to anything you say they need uh, to feel right. they don't care like you won't care about what i have to say if i don't have a relationship with you if i don't know you right. if i'm not willing to have any conversation with you i'm i'm just trying to preach at you you don't really care you're like okay you can preach i don't really care so creating an atmosphere where they can feel at home so they can hear and receive and receive jesus that we give them i think that's very important too when it comes to churches Or, yeah right. anything in the way Wow, man, that's that's amazing, you know. I mean, you know, you're you're bringing some solid stuff over here, and you know, I'm loving this because I think like one of the major things, like like you said, you know, it's not it's not about numbers again, you know, like you know, and how the ways that you guys have impacted a community in Muscat, you know, where you know where it's it's not even your home country, you're doing in a different country where you you are actually trying to do something. That's it takes a lot of courage and takes a lot of action to do that. It's not easy, and you know, so I, I'm pretty sure you had these moments where you're like, you know, when God asked you to start this. You're like, you know, are you sure about this? You know, kind of that those moments where you are like, you know, you had a doubt or self doubt, like, you know, is this gonna work? Kind of thing, and you know, and you you guys have come a long way. But um, but before we wrap up, I want to ask this one last question, and I want I want I want to point this out to the people too. What advice? What do you tell people who wants to do something like this? Who wants something? Do something different like you have done right now? Hmm, man, that's a good question. Uh, like I. <laughs> I always think about it I didn't want okay just a back story I wasn't so somebody else was leading this I wasn't leading it and we hit one of our worst days where I was traveling in India and uh like I remember getting this text a text from the guy who was uh, leading it he's like hey man we're done let's just stop this thing because basically the day before they had all practice they set up everything and two people came there was two people wow. the worship team was uh leading and the uh, the guy preaching and his family was sitting and then it was the opposite and i remember our entire team we were like we're we're doing we we have portable church so we're taking it everything setting up everything everybody comes after work it's a lot of work and you have two people that come in and i remember hey we'll come back we'll sit back together we'll start we'll figure out what to do and what we did was we shut everything down we're like we're not doing any work we're just going to carry an acoustic guitar sit together in the hall and start worshiping together and talking nothing else so let's take the pressure off started from there and then we did a christmas event at our home itself like just over here and we had about 50 53 people show up out of that about five of them were unbelievers and bam it was there that we kick started again all of a sudden from nowhere and then again this uh, this other person uh, uh, his name is sajin he was leading he's an amazing guy and i'm i'm just support I- i'll take care of everything you need just don't put me on stage i'm just okay living that you know just setting up everything and and one day i remember he calls me in feb 
February. He's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing awesome. He's like, okay, I just wanted to tell you something. I'm migrating to the UK in the next three weeks. I'm like, wait, what? You're migrating? That means I got a lead. And it was just, I didn't get, it was not like I had any time to prepare. Three weeks. And even the younger guys who are today my leaders, they were kids. And I was like, I called them. I was like, guys, no longer kids. You guys are going to start leading. Everything changes in three weeks. You have three weeks to prepare. You have three weeks to grow. Like, it was just on the spot. And uh, and it was hard. Like, if you really ask me, it was hard. But, you know, but the thing is, whatever God asks you to do, he gives you the grace. And if there's one thing I would tell people is, hey, just, just be willing to serve anywhere. Like, uh, before you do anything on your own, always serve somebody who's doing something that you want to do. And just honor their vision. Like be a part because when when people see you doing that, you understand what it means to be on the other side. I think for me, my time in the U.S. taught me a lot of that because in Muscat, I'm a pastor's kid. When I came there, I was a nobody, and that really helped me learn and grow a lot and and see church from a normal person's perspective. Like, and I think sometimes that's very important. So I'm like, sometimes the best advice is, hey, wherever you're at, there's always some place you can serve. Like I I tell I tell the kids who go from here who travel to India, I say, hey. When you go, you're an amazing worship leader here. Awesome. But wherever you go, you, you're going to be the guy putting the chairs. Serve where nobody wants to serve. Like I, I, one of my leaders, he comes to me. He's like, hey, Josh, I am very bad with people. Tell me what you want me to do. I'll do. I said, I want you to welcome people. It's literally what I said. <laughs> and he oh laughs. My he's like, okay, I will. And I'll tell you something. He turned out to be the best guy at welcoming people. Wow. He was the best. But the thing is, he didn't know that. And normally, I think even sometimes we do that. We, we, we put people in places they're not really comfortable because sometimes that brings out something out of us which we don't even know exists. Right. And getting outside our comfort zone is something I think we need to start doing. Like, I'm somebody who will push you outside your comfort zone. Like, people who are around me know, you don't, like, you don't like singing songs? Okay, tomorrow you're singing. You don't like to do the introduction? Okay, you're doing it. Whatever you don't like, you're doing it. And I think I got, again, that training comes from CFNI because... Uh, like they would push you outside your comfort zone. And I'm so grateful for that because that taught me that there's things inside of me which I didn't know existed. And I would say sometimes, you know, even when your leaders ask you to do something that you're not really fond of, honor them, trust them and listen. Because you'll see that, you know, even when you honor them, even if it's not something you like, as long as it's not something that's wrong, God honors your heart. It's God who promotes, it's God who blesses, it's not, it's not your leader. There's a verse in the Bible. Every promotion comes from God. And when you're doing man. it for God, it makes it so simple. You're not looking, I'm not looking to a man. I'm not looking to a pastor. I'm not looking at a person. God, you call me to serve. You call me to put the chairs here. I'm going to put the chairs, even if it's for the rest of my life. My job is to be faithful to you, to what you've asked me to do. And, and that's all I'm worried about. And the thing is, as we are faithful in what we are given, God honors, God promotes, not man. We don't work for man. We don't do things for man. I, and the sad thing is many times we're working for man's appreciation to, for people to notice us, our leaders to notice us. And, and I think that's where we get hurt. That's where we get sad. Man, I did so much and they didn't notice me. I'm like, hey, we're never doing it for people. We're doing it for God. He called us. He enabled us. He's empowering us. We work for God. God, I did it. What you've asked me to do, I've done. I'm not worried about the results. And I'm just like, you know, just one story that I just to end with. One of my friends shares is, you know, it's like the delivery guy. You know, uh, imagine I'm delivering pizzas. I deliver the pizza. I'm not going to stand at the guy's doorstep and be like, hey, how's the pizza? Hey, I made it. I'm not going to do that. My job is to deliver it and leave. Same thing. 
that's what we are called to do. We are called to be faithful in whatever area God has placed us. We don't want to take the credit. Hey, God's asked me to lead worship for the next six weeks. Awesome. I'm going to do that. I'm not worried about what people say. I'm not worried about whether they notice me, nothing. I'm going to be faithful in the area that I'm in. So that's something. I'm like being faithful. Like every leader, every leader does not look for somebody who's talented. They look for somebody who's faithful. If you ask me, I, re, I, I love somebody who's, you know, just faithful. You don't have to be super talented. Are you faithful? Can you be trusted? Yeah. And I think it starts there. Wow. That's, that's, you know, I think that's amazing. You know, when, and uh, I mean, since you were saying about faithfulness, I want to add on before, before we close out and that thing, like, you know, since we're talking about success too, you know, and you know, it's not about success, about significance. And one, one other thing that I want to say is like the world measures success in a different way than God meant, than God measures it. And the way that God measures, I mean, the way that the world measures success is by profit and what you have achieved. And the way that God measures success is by your faithfulness. Yeah. I feel like that's the key, yeah. that's the key to everything. And, you know, if you actually look at the story of the, ta- uh, the guy with the talents, uh, God gives them all the talents, but, you know, he actually does see one, this one thing, like, you know, he measures them by the faithfulness. He measures them by the investment in, in how they've been faithful in what they were given and not the one that who just went away and hid, but the one, the guy who got one and then invested it and made, uh, made a profit out of it, how, and you know, how he worked it out. And that's, that's how God measures it. God sees it through the eyes of faith, how faithful you are with what you have been given and many times we don't know how to do that we we are we are under the world's eyes where we try to put a standard on our dreams on our accomplishments the way the world sees that and then at the end you know you're just trying to prove something you want to be and where this is where like the identity come thing comes in because in God, you don't have to prove anything because God has already proven it for you. And you, yeah. there's, you don't need to find a place for in God because you already have a place. You're already, you, you're already given a place and a, given, given a, a title as a son or a daughter of God. And the moment you get that, you know, that's when you, when you, when you think from that perspective, I think that's the whole key to it because you don't need to prove to God who you are. You just have to be faithful to him. Whereas in the world, you have to prove you, you, they don't care about your faithfulness. They care about how much valuable you are to them, to a company or as an asset in multiple ways. And I think when you when you take that into perspective, things change. And I just I mean, I just want to add this thing to all that you were saying, you know, I think, you know, and but but yeah, man, this was amazing. You know, the ways that, you know, the, the, the things that we spoke about. And you know, I think, yeah, we have come to the end of a session, but, you know, it's it's amazing. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you guys have any questions questions do reach out to us or if you want to collaborate with the with josh just like you know hit him up on instagram or just like shoot him an email or something and you know he'll be glad to respond but yeah but do check out what overflow musket is doing on their instagram and also uh, as on josh's instagram as well uh they're doing some amazing stuff there and if you guys want to be a part of it go 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 for it i think i think there's they're, they're doing some crazy stuff and there's gonna be a crazy move god in these coming days and i i definitely believe that so again thank you guys thank you so much for listening stay tuned for our next episode and once again thank you josh for for being here in spite of your tight busy schedules and your recording sessions you made time to be here and man i am honored and i am so thankful for your time thank you for having me here it's an honor for me too i enjoyed this like i didn't notice the time go by so thank you so much yeah thank you guys thank you everyone for listening and i hope you guys have a great day or great evening bye-bye Thank you for listening to Bellwether's podcast. 
If you loved this episode do not forget to share and subscribe. Also we would really appreciate if you could leave a review. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.